0: We're going to quadcast all over the world because we are quad and you are quad. I got this dog in you. Dude. If you've been listening to the quadcast for multiple episodes, you know that that was indeed Russell, Tanner, and Brian howling, but not Carter. And why is that? To be completely, he don't got that dog. And-
1: <laughs> no, here's the thing. You guys keep doing this, and I have no idea what you're referencing.
2: We're not referencing
1: anything. We're just howling. We're howling. But no, but like, why would you know from previous episodes? Hey, Carter, give us your best bird noise. Hey, Did
3: Carter,
2: we- give us your best
1: dolphin
3: noise. Hey, hey Carter, what's an have otter fun. sound? What does an otter sound like? Oh gosh, I don't even know.
2: I can't think of it. Hang. Uh, we love you, Carter. This. This. We didn't plan on doing this. How did this happen? How did we get to this? I don't like it here.
3: Okay, Okay, everybody, now you have to go around and say your favorite thing about Carter. What's a
0: firm, Carter? I actually think, I'm I'm not messing with you, Carter. I think you have really cool tattoos. Oh, thanks. I like the designs, the colors on them. I like how they're spaced out. I think they're strategically well done on your body.
1: Thanks. I want to get more. I just got one more, but I want to get Wait,
3: did
0: you I actually? More? Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you not seen it?
1: No, Halloween. Yeah, for sixty bucks, it just came out of a thing. It's just random. Is that a dog? No, it's a cat.
3: Oh, I love cats. Favorite yeah, animal. I, I, I take
1: cat. that.
0: I take that back. Yeah. Sorry, it ghost wasn't cat my choice. Just killed it for me.
1: No, like I literally I
0: pulled it out of a bucket without. How looking. was it not your choice? I pulled it out of a bucket. You without You paid looking. them to put that on your body. Yeah, it was sixty dollars. Get what you get. And
1: so whatever came out of the bucket. When I reached in and wasn't looking, is what I got. It was a ghost cat. Yeah, hmm. ghost cat. In the bucket. Uh-huh. All right, Tanner, what's your favorite thing about Carter?
2: Carter, I think you are just a really reliable and consistent friend. You're always there for people that are in need, and you're always willing to help. This is really too kind. Well, he went I don't deep. know
3: what
1: to do with myself.
3: All right, right, I'll go pretty shallow. <laughs> I really like the way your voice sounds on the podcast, and I'm trying to <laughs> emulate it the best I can right now.
0: Wow. Yeah, I'm Carter. How's it going? <laughs> Am I being made fun of just for having
3: Wait, a deeper voice? No, it, it actually is sounds it, good.
0: Is it, are you guys degenerates or is it just you? Carter? What is your, here, buddy? No, okay. So
3: after the first podcast came out, yeah. I was talking to our friend Deontay and he just came up to me and he said, girls are going to have a crush on Carter. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, his voice sounds so dreamy.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. It's not just his voice. He's got that is true. Eyes. I think, I think we've all eyes.
0: got something so far on the quadcast that people talk about. So for Carter, it's his voice. For me, it's the singing and the tunes. And then there's
3: me and Tanner, like the other two guys on the podcast. Who, yeah. yeah, yeah back where, where are we characters? going with that?
0: I mean, Tanner's tidbits, like, he comes in with facts. That's true. He's yeah, got a cold, I try. Hard well, facts. I think everybody,
1: including ourselves, has learned a lot about Tanner through the podcast. Uh, like I never knew you studied abroad and did all that or like went on trips or anything Absolutely, in, yeah. until we were on the podcast and you were talking about it. That's why we're doing it.
3: All right. Give us a tidbit.
1: A tidbit. Oh, yep. Oh, okay. Right into it. Oh, right sure, into yeah. it. Now okay.
3: you got me all hyped up. We were thinking about your animal facts and everything and just whatever. I don't know. Well, speaking I'm excited.
2: Of animals. What comes to mind when you guys are thinking about Narnia? Lion. 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 Okay. Like, uh, what's his name? Just like um, it, a wardrobe. Um, oh, you got to remember his name. It's uh, you're kidding me.
0: Hail, hail, lion of Judah! Not that line. Let Aslan roar. Aslan. I was thinking Aspen. <laughs> it took you that long to think of Aslan. Yeah. Wow. Aslan. And you thought such Aspen.
2: Name. Yeah. What's Aspen from? Uh, that's that's a tree? from
0: uh, Dumb and Dumber.
2: It's a it's a city in Colorado.
0: Never mind. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Keep going. I was <laughs> just intrigued
2: by. <laughs> So (laughs) Aslan. Anyway. um, Did you just add to the end?
3: Aslan? Yes. Aslan. A-S-L-A-N. Aslan. Aslan. Yes.
2: This is is shocking, Brian. How do you not know who Aslan is? I know who he is. He's the lion. Okay, okay. Who does he resemble? Jesus Christ. Mm. Well, that's good. That's what we're going to take with us. So normally, a lot of people, most people, when they think about Narnia, they only think about the line the witch in the wardrobe which is either the book and then also the movie that came out it's not even the first book is it no well it's the first book that you wrote but it's the second book chronologically in right. the order of the seven um but for me i was thinking about one of my favorite uh books and actually parts in the book is the third book chronologically is called the horse and his boy mm. and it's a lesser known book because it gets looked over but it's in a really cool place because it really has nothing to do with with Narnia, they don't even go into Narnia in that book. It's in the land south of it where there's this kid who was abandoned in a boat as a child and he was picked up by this guy in a desert land. And that man pretended to be his father and basically was his slave master. And this kid, he's like, he has a tough life and he hates himself and he's like always wishing that, oh, he belongs somewhere else. And then he meets up with this horse and this horse can talk because the horse is from Narnia. So the two of them, they plan to escape and they escape down the road. And then there's a whole lot of things happen. He meets up with other people. He gets chased by lions one night and he gets super scared. He gets separated from his friends and he gets all these things happen to him in his life. He's miserable. Lots of trials. Very, very similar to like the story of Job from the Bible. And then there's this one time where he's sitting in the dark. He got separated from his friends and he's sitting in the dark and he hears, uh, oh, what are the the laughing dog things in Africa? Hyenas. Hyenas. Thank you. Uh, he hears Aslan. hyenas in <laughs> in the distance, and then he hears a lion roar, and he is terrified, and he's just like, "This is terrible. There could be there could be no God in this. Where where is anyone? How could a good God be looking out for me right now?" And then eventually, he comes, and he's riding his horse to warn some people that a battle's coming, and there's a lion chasing him again. He's like, "Why does this lion keep chasing me?" And then eventually. He meets with the lion, and it turns out the lion the whole time was Aslan. And he's like, where were you when all this bad stuff was happening to me? And Aslan explains to him, I was there the whole time. You just didn't see me. I was the lion that shifted your path to the right course. I protected you from the hyenas, and I pushed your horse to faster speeds to get to where you needed to go. Yeah. And then he's like, it just blew the kid's mind, and he's like, whoa, Aslan. Yeah. And so like, it just reminds me of how, in our lives, we don't always see god because like how could god be in this negative thing that's happening but in truth god's always with us right there
1: dude what a tidbit there we go
2: yeah i've
1: i've never read all of the books yeah i, I think i've maybe read the first two like when i was a kid so now i now i really want to go back i would and really like recommend all it them all. I, I don't know if I they're have. not
0: that long either aren't no, they they are they like they're pretty like easy seven to read of read I eight. seven
1: i don't know if i have them or not but i'll have to see yeah
0: i've got them if you need them
1: yeah i can give them to you dude that's sick, though. Yeah. I, I was wondering, like, as you started telling the story, I was like, okay, what like Bible character is this about? And as soon as you said Job, I was like, oh, this is going to be dope.
2: Oh, yeah. It's very, especially when this kid, his name is Shasta, when he meets Aslan, it's very similar to, like, the ending of Job, where it's God addressing yeah, Job and being like, takes him into the cloud. Yeah. I yeah. control the currents that brought your ship to shore and all of that. And it's like, whoa. Can I just say that's one of the dopest parts of the Bible? Yeah,
1: like when, Oh, I when, love that part. Yeah, that one, and then my my other one is when, like, at the the at, right after the original sin uh, and God like yeah. his little speech uh, to Adam and the the serpent, like that whole long monologue is super dope. Um, but it, it really is super interesting, like hearing that. I think like the Book of Job is always one that when I've talked to my friends about it, they've had the most questions about it. It's like, why would God allow that? Like, why would he, you know, let these things happen? Uh, and I, that's always been a really interesting thing to me because I don't know that I've found a great way to answer it yet. Yeah, yeah, it's
3: a
2: difficult
1: question for sure.
3: And that's the thing is that so many people phrase that question from the book of Job, but it doesn't right. really answer that question. Yeah.
1: I don't know that, it, like, there's a conclusion to the book, obviously, but, like, the conclusion probably doesn't give people often what they're looking for
0: necessarily
1: because they they want. Justice.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, when you read Job. They want human justice, not God's justice. True. When you read Job, you can actually connect with not just Job, but you can connect with Job's friends, mm-hmm. Job's wife even. You can connect more so with the trials, the tribulations, the hardships, the doubts, the questions. Then you can actually connect with God's goodness and mercy and being there for you the whole time. Um, but yeah, there's a song that came out by Ghost Ship. It's called Where Were You? Yep. Oh yeah. And it's I remember. based out of uh Job. I don't want did we talk about it? it not on of the have. podcast, but just in, in, a, our, quad just, meeting. Oh, yeah, in a quad yeah. meeting. We you listened to it, it for us yeah. really It's really like, good. It. It's like Where were you the day that I measured? That's really good. So yeah. that'd be a good one to listen don't to. Get Where were you by Ghost Ship. Sounds exactly like the song. That brings That's up a good it. question. You Cardi, you kinda mentioned a little bit. What's your favorite Bible story that Kind of points to God like always being there for you. Even when you even mm. when you don't know it, even when you can't see it. Like for me, it's gotta be when Daniel um is really present with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they all get into Babylon, right? Yeah. Yeah. They all get taken into Babylon by all the kings. Um Daniel the Lion's Den, so cool. And then uh Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace is really cool. Just the Extreme faith in the midst of not knowing what's going to happen, but staying obedient, <laughs> getting thrown into a den of lions that are intentionally starved. So that way, whatever gets thrown in there, they have to, they have to eat them because Crazy. they have to be fed. Yeah, they're lions. Mm-hmm. And then to get thrown in a fire furnace that was so hot that the two guards that throw the three, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in died from the flames. And then when the King looks in, he sees a fourth person in there. And it's like, dude, that's so those are my two Favorite how cool ones. would it be
2: to see that? Like, uh, you know that you threw three people in and there's four. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's kinda wild. Yeah. For me, if it's not Job, it has to be Jonah. Just uh. because I love the story of Jonah, because that's that's one of those things like how we can relate to Job in the trials and tribulations. Like some of us can relate to Jonah in like running from God, running from his will, like trying to impose our will on things. And it's a story that gets told the wrong way a lot, yeah. especially mm-hmm. in kids books and everything. But it's one of those that you can read and you can understand all of the, just the constant state of emotional, like warfare and spiritual warfare that Job is going through, like trying to run from God. And then the conclusion of the book is just not what you'd expect either, but it's just a reminder for me of like, right. God always has a plan for you and pass for you to go down and he will he'll make a way for it to happen.
1: Yeah. I've always liked the book of Jonah because the whole time you read it, like when you actually read it, you're just like, man, Jonah's the worst. Yeah. He like this he's running from God. He won't do what he tells him to do. He gets so angry when, when things don't go the way that he wants them to. And he gets mad when other people are blessed mm-hmm. in a great way because he hates them. <laughs> and then like at the very end, God is just like shows him a mirror or like shows us a mirror and is like, you're Jonah. Like this entire time you've said that he sucked and he's you.
0: I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Which, which honestly is a human being. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like the entire it's time we're just human. like, oh, he's
1: the worst. And then at the end you like get to it and you're like, oh crap. Yep. That's me.
0: Yeah.
3: Bible Project does this whole like breakdown of Jonah and of Dude. like kids stories that represent Jonah. And it's
1: so bad. Yeah. yeah. The Bible Project one is really good. And then even before that, Tim Mackey has, uh, I don't know if you've ever um, listened to it. But he has his own podcast called uh, Exploring My Strange Bible. Um, and he does a three part series on mm. the book of or three or four part series on the book of Jonah. Um, and it's fantastic.
0: What's cool about That's Jonah good. too is that Jesus mentions Jonah. Yeah. Like he mentions yeah. the story of Jonah. So regardless, like there's a lot of people that will talk if Jonah's like if that actually happened yeah. in mm-hmm. the Bible or not. And so Very speculative. regardless, Jesus mentions it. So therefore you could even yeah. say, even yeah. if it's not a real like a real life event that happened it's at least a story that Jesus has heard about in his lifetime so yeah, therefore the know. story of Jonah is real regardless if it actually happened or not
2: and the learning that you can take from it yeah. is Huge. really
0: what's important absolutely
1: um i would say for me mine isn't like specifically uh like a story that sort of reminds me of that it's just the the words of Jesus that have always um sat with me so i'm actually going to read uh a whole um uh paragraph for you So guys ladies for, and
0: gentlemen, you're in luck. Carter in yeah. his luscious voice oh, is going goodness. to read you the Bible. If you want yeah. to
2: follow along, pull out your Bibles right now. So yeah.
0: Brian Turner will be quiet. Go grab your Bible. And mm-hmm. Carter's going to lean close into the microphone and he's going to read the word of God.
1: Yeah. Uh so it's in Matthew 6 chapter uh Matthew chapter 6 verses 25. For the Gentiles seek after all these things and your heavenly father knows you need that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Um, and I, I remember memorizing a lot of that uh, as a kid, uh, just something about it has always sat with me. And even in the the most difficult times of my life, times where maybe my family didn't even think like we were, there was a time where we thought we were going to lose our house. There was times where like my, both my grandparents passed away like within months of each other. Um, and something about those verses have always sat with me. And I've, I've always been able to take comfort in, in God and like what he's doing in my life. Uh, so much so if you guys know me in person, you know that I have sparrows and lilies tattooed on my arm um, just to remind me that no matter like what is going on in my life, uh, if I allow God to be in it and if I put my trust in him, he'll take care of it and it's all going to go the way that he wants it.
0: Yeah. The, yeah, what you just read is so powerful and transparent and like it, it reaches across generations. I mean, I don't know where you're listening from, but if you live in Arizona, you know, it's expensive out here mm-hmm. and in, inflation is huge anywhere, but pretty, pretty heavily out here in Arizona. And so just hearing those words again of, uh like don't worrying about your food, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear, but pursuing the kingdom of God and, and loving others is, is enough. And on the backside that God is going to provide, that's just comforting to hear. Good to hear again.
2: God's yeah. got it. Yeah. 100%. For me, like, I think of Joseph, the story of Joseph in the Old Testament mm, in story. Egypt. That's always just been such a comforting story of faithfulness in the midst of terrible adversity. Like, can you imagine your own brothers selling
1: brothers.
2: you? <laughs> I do. Imagine the quad <laughs> imagine, selling you. <yeah>, imagine, <laughs> <the> oh! quad <laughs> selling you into slavery in a foreign land, beating you to death And then the amount of things that happened to him in Egypt and it just is summed up in the end of Genesis where it, uh, where it writes what man intended for evil, God used for good. And that's just, that's such a good, just comforting knowledge of God's got it. No matter what trials we have right now, God's right next to us and he's in control.
1: Yeah. I think one of my favorite things, um, of the, the story of Joseph is as you read through it and you draw all the parallels to Jesus and the disciples. Uh, through all of that um, Easter eggs. Yeah. It's just that, that part has always, always blown my mind. And I think that just what you were talking about, Genesis 50, 20 is such a, a really like beautiful way that the Bible points to essentially Jesus dying on the cross and being like, through all of this, the things that you did to me, you know, the way you treated me, he's still going to love us and that God still had a plan for it. And that plan was our redemption through Christ on the cross.
3: When you said Easter eggs, it made me think of uh, Melchizedek because of Paul's sermon. Yeah, because of Paul's sermon that he did a while ago. Yeah. But then that just got me excited for uh, this next year of the academy because this first year of the academy, we read through the entire Bible chronologically. And in year two, we're going to go at a little bit slower of a pace and go through the Old Testament all through the year. So I'm excited for that because of all the Easter eggs in it that point towards the story of Jesus
2: with the lens of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like that's the best way to look at the old Testament is to see where things point to Jesus. Cause there's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, uh, I love how this is all coming from Tanner's tidbit, honestly. Um, but like most people will probably have a conversation about God and be like, yeah, I don't, I don't really believe or fully trust in God because I don't see him every day in my life. Like I don't like, yeah, like it's, It's cool to say that god's there for you he's always there but uh like i have not seen him yet or i don't see him in this how do you guys work through seasons of your life where or moments where you really don't feel god or you're not looking but like where you don't feel experience see god in the midst of some hard times and tribulations and so on
2: so i actually have a pretty big example of that and that is covid and so, so, COVID happened. Nice. <laughs> COVID happened at a time I was a sophomore in college and I was down at ASU in Tempe, living in the dorms, having a great time. And then COVID happens, school shuts down, everything's online. And it's like, oh, this is terrible. I don't like this. I don't, I want to just be a normal college student and finish that up. So, I had to move home and not live down on campus anymore. And then that was the last time that I would be down on campus fully as a college experience. But then, looking back at that three years now, what that COVID forced me to do was to come back up home, up to Peoria, start going to Copper Hills, start going to young adults, start going to uh, become a youth leader. And now looking back, none of that would have happened had it not been for COVID. That shows one way in my life where God used COVID, which is a terrible thing, a terrible global experience, but there's still positives and joy that can be found in it and traced back to it.
3: I think of um, another sermon that I heard once, and it was what some people know the story of God and redemption to be like and what others know it to be. Some people know it as in the beginning we turned our backs on God and God turned his back on us. And then through history that's just kept repeating and repeating. And that's what I think a lot of people know and feel that God – has his back on me. He doesn't care. These bad things are happening in my life. God would never let these things happen. Hmm. Um, but really it's, we have our backs on God. And if we just turn around and we, we bring ourselves to that point of turning around, we'll see that he's right there. You know, he's not turned away from us. He's waiting for us to, you know, just dive into him and accept him and learn about him and cracking open your Bible once might not be the life changing revelation, but it's, it's a start to give God room to work, you know, and just give him a chance because he's always there. His back's not turned. He's waiting for you to turn around and, and see. So,
1: yeah, I would say like in, in times where I, I haven't necessarily like felt God moving in my life, honestly, like I, I can tell you guys that right now for me is, is one of those times. And as I've thought more and more about that, I think it's that I, I haven't been intentionally looking, for him. I think often we're like, where's God in all this? Because we aren't looking, not paying enough attention to see where he is and where he's moving and what he's doing. Um, and so for me, even over the last couple of days, uh, it's looked like finding something uh, just in in the Bible, uh, a book maybe that I I haven't read in a while or maybe I haven't paid a whole lot of attention to and I go back and I read it and I will find often one key phrase uh, and I'll look like, you know, that repeats itself a lot and I'll underline it every time I see it. And I don't know what it is about that, but then I always start to look more for God because I'm, I'm searching through the scripture as I go to find him and the things that he's saying. And then that just Causes me to like sit in this room and to look around, and be like where's where's God in this room? Uh, and as as silly as that may sound, like I'm sitting in here, I'm like where's God in this room? I start looking around, and I look. There's four of us sitting at this table, and the Bible says wherever there are you know one or two or more of you gathered, there I yeah. am with you. Uh, and I think that that's such a a wild thing. Like if you don't feel like you can see God, go spend some time around people that love God and are pursuing Him and you will find him. Uh, And like that, that looked as simple over the last couple of weeks. Like I, I looked through the Proverbs and at the, as you read through Proverbs, one of the things is repeated over and over again is fear of the Lord. Hmm. Uh, And I was like, what does that really mean? Like just to look into that and to understand. And and to me, it's, I've come to this understanding of uh, the fear of the Lord being about obedience to him more than anything. And so now my focus lately has been, how can I be obedient to God through my day? Because uh, if I can be obedient to him, then I'll find him. there.
0: Yeah. And, and to your point, Carter, I mean, Jesus specifically says in Matthew 7, 7 through 8, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find it. Keep knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who seeks, receives. Everyone, I'm sorry, for everyone who asks, receives everyone who seeks finds and to everyone who knocks the door will be open it's so often in our world we just i I guess i'd say so often as a christian um you just don't seek you don't really look for god and i get it like it's it's hard to look for god when you're going through the ringer when life really sucks and you got crap coming left and right i mean um my wife and i were in a season where a lot of crap was going on in her life for probably like all of 2021 um We were trying to have a baby, and just on many different occasions, could not do it all the way throughout 2021. And during that whole time, it was so hard to try to seek God, to try to find Him in the midst of our day, in the midst of our season. And um, it wasn't until we actually got pregnant, made it through a couple weeks, got to the point we're at now, where you can you can actually look back and see how God really has been a part of it the whole time, how he still is moving in it. And so just a word of encouragement to those of you that are listening that have a hard time uh, with God in general, um, with God and, and seeking and trying to find him. One of the best things to do when you're needing to find God in the midst of your days, in the midst of your life is if you really want to, it's a matter of seeking. It's a matter of Asking, and it's hard to have a conversation with God. and know, it's hard to talk to Him, but it's it's really just like having a conversation with a friend. You can talk wherever out loud. You can talk wherever in your thoughts, in your heart, uh, and then finding other people to keep you uh, not necessarily accountable, to, but to encourage you. To find people that'll say, "Hey, man, like I know what you're going through is tough. Like that sucks. That's hard. I don't know why, uh, but just want to encourage you. Like stand firm in the faith. There's so many times where Scripture talks about." uh, encouragement to stand firm in the faith. Paul writes about that a lot to the different churches in Rome, Corinth, Ephesus, Philippi, so on and so forth that he's writing to. And, uh, just, uh, characters of the Bible in general are telling people to stand firm in the midst of faith when faith is hard.
1: Yeah, I definitely would say, especially like for me over the last year, I, I think I could speak for Brian Tanner and myself, uh, in that what you talked about with what you and Mary Francis have been through um, over the last, you know, year, year and a half. Um, It it really has just been a testament to God's faithfulness uh, when you trust in him. I know that like through all those things, it was probably really easy to be like, you know, God's not here in this and and to want to like give up on it. Um, But just watching you guys trust God and continue to, to try and start a family because you know that that's something that he's calling you to, um, has been really awesome. Uh, and now to see like the essentially the fruits of that labor come to fruition. Um, it's super exciting.
0: And the labor to come. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> indeed.
3: <laughs> yeah. Just to bring it all back to the tidbit that started this all, which was an awesome tidbit. Um, we, we might be the people we're on those seasons of we're running, from all of these bad things and we're always on the move and we're constantly trying to get somewhere safe out of a bad situation or out of a toxic workplace or, um, an argument with a friend or whatever. And in all of those things, we don't see God in it. And we think some of it might be his fault, but you, you get to a point where you just have to turn around and you'll see that it was God the whole time leading you
0: to
2: a better place. Yeah. So God's always there. We just got to open our eyes and look for him.
0: Oftentimes you just have to get out of your own way. I mean, it's not, yeah. If you live in this earth, which is everybody, <laughs> you realize that like, it's hard to live in this world and you stand in the way of goodness and mercy and grace that the father has to offer. And one of the things is people often mistaken that being a Christian, you think it's going to be easy. You think it's sunshine and rainbows and <laughs> Jesus all the time. But like Jesus basically tells us that it's going to be hard and people are going to see that you're different through the way you live. People are going to see me through the way you live and people aren't going to like the way you live. So like Brian said, it's getting out of your own way, uh, turning around and actually (laughs) seeing who's there and you're going to find out that God's there.
3: Yeah. Even just living in America, like the whole foundation of American culture is like you do it yourself. Like you be the best person you can be, you accomplish things, you save yourself. You have the the power, you have the control.
0: Brian, it's one nation under God.
3: I know, but we don't act like it.
0: Indivisible.
3: We act like it's one nation under me. Mm -hmm. Whoa. You know? (laughs) And so it's, (laughs) that's something that I've been personally working through is like the areas in my life where I think that I can control it. I can make it the way that I think is good or I think is safe, but I have to realize that in everything that I do, there's someone who is way better equipped to handle those things than I am. Yeah. You know, no matter how good I think I am at something or how smart I think I am at something or how well-planned I do something, God's, God's the best Mm -hmm. at it. He's the
1: best at everything. Brian's good at those things too.
3: Yeah. In the grand scheme, I really suck at them. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's just getting out of your own way, man. It's realizing that it's it's just humbling yourself to the point of realizing that someone can do it better than you Mm -hmm. and someone wants to have a relationship with you and like
1: guide your life. Yeah. There's a song about that by Chris Renzima called get out of the way of your own heart. It's a good one.
0: Get out the way, get out the way, get out the way now. That's it, right?
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's definitely it. I do like that song, though.
0: I know, it's good, huh? Yeah, be solid. Nice. Cool. Make the quadcast spiritual again.
2: Amen. Yeah. Must just be the change in location for our studios. Maybe.
3: Yeah, we are at a new studio today.
0: Yeah. We're in another pastor's house. Studio Studio B. Studio A will remain forever in our hearts. I'll go back there later. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, you live at Studio (laughs) A. live at Studio A. (laughs) Got a nice setup going on. Yeah, we do. It's it's a pretty solid deal.
3: Well, I think that that was pretty solid.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I
3: I really enjoyed talking about that stuff with you guys. Yeah. I don't even know how to follow that up, man.
2: And We just got to end it there and just leave people.
0: Get out the way. Get out the the way. way. Get Get out out the the way way now. yeah. 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 Quad. Quad. What? Quad. Quad. Quad.